You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us as we listen to the voices of UNC staff, faculty, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. I'm your host, Isabella Marcus-Porter, giving you a taste of UNC. My name is Anna Dell-Blassingham. Uh, I use they, them, and she, her pronouns. And I'm a senior here at UNC, and I'm an art studio printmaking major with the anthropology minor. I am Nikaya Lawson. I am a studio art major with an emphasis in printmaking. I am a senior and my pronouns are she, her, hers. What would you guys say is like your individual art styles? For me, I feel like, especially lately, it's been very dark, but still like, kind of like childlike, whimsical, psychedelic vibes. For my style, I would say it's pretty dark too, but I like to add vibrant colors and like glitter and like all sorts of materials like clay and paint and print. I don't really know how to describe my style. I like it though. It's there. I do a lot of stuff. So what type of projects do you guys like to do? I like delving deep into like problems in my life. I think it really helps for me to understand myself and like understand others. Yeah, I definitely can relate with that. Like, especially this year, I've been trying to like use my art as like a healing kind of type of thing so that I can like once I'm done with college, then I can like move on to like bigger and better things. And I don't have those things that I have to focus on, but they're still like parts of myself and I want to honor that. I would say the same. That's probably why we work well together, <laughs> even just like in the studio. Mm-hmm. So can you guys tell me a bit about your experiences being black and being punk? For me, I feel like because I've always been, like, different and, like, against the norm, like, my whole life, and, like, when I tried to fit into that norm, it was, like, very obvious that I was not the norm, so, like, I just kind of, like, tried to embrace that and, like, really, like, go with it, and then people are, like, oh my gosh, you're so cool, you're so confident now, and I'm, like, back in the day, uh, it wasn't like that. <laughs> oh gosh, how do I even like <laughs> describe this? It's actually really sad. Um, I kind of went to like all white schools growing up and I would be maybe like one of like five black kids in the school. Cause I have a mixed family. Like my mom is white and my dad is black. And my mom was really into like heavy metal and stuff so that's how I got into it being in middle school and like it was mostly just middle school yeah that was just terrible um but I think that's the way for everyone basically like growing up in those spaces a lot of kids would be like oh like you're the whitest black person I've met you're like not like how I think black people are. And like, what's crazy is 
blackness is a part of my life. Like majority of my family is black. I was raised by black people. And like, sometimes it's kind of offensive just because I'm really into this music and this aesthetic. It kind of weighed down on me and I feel like I started like suppressing my style and kind of not sharing my music with another person. And I think with Anne in particular and a few of our other friends, I started to feel like super safe because we had so much in common, especially our music. What is your guys' music taste? I know that's a huge part of Let me pull um, my the punk scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like, it's like so pivotal, so I just, we're curious. <laughs> okay, so should I stick to like rock and like punk? Or should I, like, do everything I'm listening to right now? Everything you're listening to. That's exciting. All that you want to share, and I'm here to listen. <laughs> okay, so as of recent, I've been getting into this guy, Duke Deuce. <laughs> I think he's just amazing. Buck the system. <laughs> he's the king of buck. <laughs> he's hilarious. He's really funny. And I think his, like, style is really cool. I will always be listening to Megan Stallion. That's a fact. ASAP Rocky. Deftones is a staple. I will always be listening to Deftones at least twice a day. <laughs> Would you say your music style has like sort of like more rock and like rap? Because I think most of the artists that I knew that you said were like rap and like rock people. Yes. Would you say that? What would you guys say inspired your fashion taste? I think for me, like, back in the day before Billie Eilish was, like, making music or whatever, I, like, followed her on Instagram because I was like, I really love that you're, like, taking over this baggy, like, kind of, like, masculine style and claiming it. And, like, I feel like that's when I realized I could, like, dress differently. and. So, like, I don't know, I just started trying to collect staple items and, like, trying to fill out my closet with random things that other people would not approach, I feel like, and trying to combine things. And that's just given me, like, such a confidence boost. And I feel like people just, like, I, like, walk in the room and they're like, whoa, where'd you get those clothes? And I'm like, the thrift store. Sorry. But <laughs> it's also like, yeah, thrifting has like been great for my fashion. I think my wardrobe consists of like a lot of my grandparents' hand-me-downs because I kind of like have emotional attachments to my clothing. And I think that's why I've like kept certain pieces for so long. And I start, well, I started to go thrift shopping, I think, when I was, like, 13, because I really got into fashion, but, like, I could not, like, go to Forever 21 all the time, you know? Like, that's not possible. And then at the thrift store, you find, like, so many unique pieces, and you can really, like, find yourself, especially when you're in the dressing room, just doing, like, a Goodwill spree. Oh, my gosh.
So what has your first experience at UNC been like? I think like I've definitely found more like culture and community here than I think I would have been able to in any other university I went, at least in Colorado. I like started working at the GSRC immediately when I got here as a freshman. That helped me crawl out of my shell a little more. Felt like there are people I could actually go to when I needed something and like I could be like, hey, I need help. And they would like give me that and more. And it just like it gave me like a sense that I had like people here I could depend on and that actually cared about where I was going. Uh, there's definitely been the like negative experiences that I feel like you can have anywhere. But I try not to dwell on them as much because I know there's so much support around. And those negative experiences, I feel like, are, like, such a rare circumstance. And, like, the people that are, like, within that, they're not in a good place themselves. So I, like, more focus on the people that I care about and that I love and want to, like, create a beautiful space with me. The passion for what we are doing and, like, our experience at UNC, I think it really has a lot to do with the professors the way that our studios are built, it's all about community and learning from each other and bouncing ideas off of each other and like solving problems. I never thought that I would be in an art class and my teacher would be like, You're, what kind of an investigation are you gonna do? What is the purpose of your artwork? It really pushed us in ways that I wouldn't have expected. Are there other projects you guys are working on at UNC? We both have like senior shows. Mine's on April 20th or 20th. <laughs> yeah, so I have my art show. It's going to be in the Oak Room in Crab Hall. I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing too much, but sometimes doing too much is the best you can do for yourself. Because then you get all this like wild stuff and you're like, whoa, I pushed myself this time. And it, it turned out good. I have my solo show the week before, or like two weeks before, and um, April 6th in the same room, Crap Ball. Um, I'm also working on the Black Heritage Month exhibit in the lower level of the Michener Library. I'm like getting some archival things out there. Um, we have some beautiful scrapbooks uh, from like the 80s up until I think the early 90s. So what are you guys' like um, senior art showcases? What are they on? My <laughs> senior showcase, um, I want it to be like a display of my body of work. Cause like, I'm just, I've been doing an ongoing theme since I got here at UNC. So it all kind of ties together and creates a full story. It's a lot of stuff. I think it's just like, you have to create a concept. You have to create a proposal and like submit it to the galleries and like they teach us how to write proposals. And it's kind of competitive because like you have, how many spots were there? Like eight. My senior showcase is basically I themed it on being naive. I created this piece in my printmaking class. And it's a bunch of cyanotypes 
of me as a child, there's like quotes over them that like kind of relate to the particular time and how I was naive. I wanted to like extend that into a full show. The show overall is like realizing how the world really is and that sucks, but it's also a place that we experience life in. And I I want to like reflect on that and like be conscious of like, yeah, I wish I could be that naive self that I was, but unfortunately I have to come to terms with the realities of life. That's why it's like kind of dark and deep, but it's also like, I want to get it done now. So it's not like heavy on my heart for so long. What was the process of putting on an exhibit like? I think it was really fun. I think the process was really easy and I think it was because we had a lot of uh, assistance or like guidance, I would say. Because we had to do a lot of it ourselves, almost all of it ourselves, except for like the business side of things. People at the Michener Library, specifically Kate Johnson, down in the archives and Rachel Demean, who I think is our art librarian. They were really helpful along the way, but I feel like it was a great professional process in the art world and like what our skills can be used for like as a career um, outside of being a working artist. The process was very like, it made sense, but there were also the things that were like, Oh, I didn't think of that until you just said something about it. And then, like, but then once you, like, figure all of it out, it, like, it makes a lot of sense. And it's, like, it just comes to you naturally. I think the hardest part of it was, like, communication and, like, trying to, like, schedule everything, like, that worked out for everyone and, like, make sure all the artists had their stuff and, like, make sure they got it to us and get it back. That was, like, the hardest part, I'd say. <laughs> Reflecting on it, I would say, like, for one, the Marcus Garvey Cultural Center, they, like, really helped us, like, elevate our concept. Because originally, it was just supposed to be, like, a month-long exhibition of some art that I was seeing in my um, studio classes from other Black artists that I thought would be great to show and then it kind of just expanded because I wanted to know if the Garvey could help with catering of some kind because I would prefer to have food that reminds me of my home basically yeah I even had like a big binder that just says like the blackest punk master plan how long of a process was it to set up the exhibit and all the events that went along with it it was nine months. Yeah. It's a baby. <laughs> I started everything. There was a concept for it in November, December, because that's when I like finished the print. I started working on it officially in January, and then our show was in August. What's the main inspiration for your guys' exhibit? My print and created bent out of shape the inspiration was just a culmination of so many things i think it's our friend group as well like we're all like creative and like really cool and like we all happen to be black and like it feels really safe especially when our experiences 
are really similar when it comes to the things that we're interested in, having harmful experiences. What type of art did you guys have on display? We had a ton. We had we had ceramic art. We had a crochet wear. We had cyanotype like wood blocks and like welded sculptures. We had I did like a tattoo, like fake skin thing. There was like paintings, prints, like it was like a ton, like such a beautiful range of pieces. We also had some books from the library that were relevant. Really enjoyed doing the research, the significance of each medium in the show. So we had uh, historical panels for like tattooing and like the black experience with tattoos, the small percentage of welders in America, specifically the small percentage of black welders and why that is, the history of like discrimination in roller skating rinks because of segregation. So that's why we have our own roller rinks and where we felt safe. Other than that, I would say design. Yeah, I agree. The design process, designing anything is so fun and like decorating it and seeing it all come together at the end. And it's like, wow, this matches. This is thematic. And then also definitely the opening night because I think that was like probably one of the best nights of my life. (laughs) And like getting to see all the people actually like come see our show was like, holy cow, (laughs) we filled the space. The library said we broke a record. And what was your guys' least favorite part? That one? Communication. (laughs) I think, well, (laughs) I, I know it's important and we need it to make anything happen, but sometimes it was like, you send out an email and don't get a response for like however long, and you're like, I gotta get going. I gotta figure out what's happening. And you had to wait on these people. That was that was my least favorite part. I would agree. It was very. <laughs> it was like a great exercise in professionalism. I would say, but it was definitely an exercise. <laughs> what were the other events that went along with the exhibit? The Tiny Desk concert. <gasps> Whoa! We haven't edited the footage yet, but it will be out soon. It is amazing. There are so many just great artists. It's like a tiny desk concert, like the NPR. Yeah, we had it at the Marcus Garvey. And we had some records from the Skinner Music Library in the background and some of our artwork. It was beautiful. Yeah. We also had some poetry, too. So we had, uh, we had, we had like three movie nights yeah we had three movie nights we had uh what was the first one the first one was the yeah atl i'm so bad at names anyways we watched (laughs) atl a roller skating movie and then we had a skate night that went along with that and then the next one i think was uh moonlight we watched that was always beautiful uh and then we had the tiny desk concert and then we had the harder they fall it felt like 
there's something happening all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was the main ones. So what are you guys aspiring to do after you graduate? Personally, I want to do tattooing, obviously. And then what do you want to do personally? Personally, I would like to get into tattooing, like officially start and possibly do like exhibit curation and be a Mm -hmm. working artist on the side. And I think that'll definitely start with residencies. We're trying to set up like collaborative group called, the acronym is FADE and it stands for Fast At Your Door. And it's like, we're like workshopping everything exactly how we want it. But we're thinking about like kind of creating like an art delivery sort of thing where we're like bringing art to people's doors. So there's no like excuse of why aren't you involved with art? It's right here. And we want to bring like important messages with that and like express like things we're like fighting for within our our society and the ways we want to improve our communities. Because I think it'll bring back the, I don't want to say old world experience, but like, I feel like art is really like, it's, there isn't a connection as much with the everyday person. So I think bringing it to people and having like a collection experience, you know, like you're curating your own gallery, you're supporting artists. What do you hope to accomplish at UNC? I want to, like, initiate change within people because I feel like a lot of the people on campus, like, assume they don't, like, they can't do anything, really. And, like, sure, there's, like, some things that are, like, really hard to change and, like, built into the system and, like, whatever. But you can still, like, start yelling about it now so that a movement will be started. So I want to, like push people to do that more so I don't like want to be the educator necessarily but I want to kind of like ignite the flame for people to educate themselves and start learning about all these things that you never knew but they're built into our structures and they're affecting us every day with me in particular I also try and like urge people to look within themselves and grow as a person despite like the challenges in your life we want to because we want to do like another roller skate night because a lot of people like wanted to do it again or like they couldn't do it the last time and like we still have to set that up it's still very much an idea so Hopefully that comes to fruition, but we shall see how the tables turn. What advice do you have for others who might want to create an exhibit at UNC? Just ask someone. <laughs> like, there's so many, like, people on this campus that I feel like I could talk to that would make, like, a dream like that happen. And it would be like, they'd be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, let's start, like, figuring out how to do that even like a teacher, even if you don't know if they're associated with like the galleries or whatever, like you don't know what opportunities or connections they have that they can get to. to And then you're just going down this like path 
of like all these people that can help you out with this dream project 